My friends, spring is in the air, and this upcoming concert season will be all about the way you look and about your boots. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you cannot make it into the store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your next favorite pair of boots today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nathan, my man, I, I really wish you would have been with me in California for this event I just returned from. You know, the Chevy Colorado in my book is one of those vehicles that I didn't expect to be so passionate about or, or like excited about, but I really am excited about it. I Ever since we saw it in Texas, that was the first time I got to go up close at, to it. At one. the State Fair. Right, at yes. the Texas State Fair. Now, you have returned from a trip <laughs> Driving these things in, of all places, San Diego. Yes, in the area close to San Diego. That's where we flew into. Uh -huh. So this was the first drive. It was a huge event because I think they had at least four like groups of journalists, four waves of mm -hmm. people um, at this event. And now uh, here's the what I'm trying to get to the bottom of with this podcast. All right. Um, on this TFL Talking Trucks podcast, I want to see, is this the new benchmark? You know, because it's not the bestseller right now. Right. Toyota Tacoma, of is, course, of course, is the bestseller. It's dominant. Mm -hmm. But as far as new, all new generation of midsize trucks, the Colorado is first to market, which could be a huge advantage. Yep. And now have new powertrain, and I can tell you how it drives. I drove the work truck. I drove the Z71. I drove the Trail Boss. I drove the LT. Ooh. Okay. I almost drove every version of it, but not quite. Yeah, yeah, and we will, we'll talk about that, about the ones that you didn't get to drive and also some of your opinions because the embargo has dropped by the time you guys have seen this. Woohoo! And we'll talk about the event itself and some of the pros and cons and that. But before we do that, how about we talk about our Patreon? Yes, because without you guys, we couldn't do a lot of the things we're doing. Correct. Um, and in the last three days, we have three big, huge supporters on uh, patreon.com slash TFL car, which is our only page. Pierre Nakul, 
Ryan Hollingsworth and Mike Stanley. These guys are supporting us in a big way. Guys, thank you very much. Without your support, we couldn't be here doing what we're doing right now. And also, Pierre had a good question that we can maybe get to a little bit later. A little bit later on, maybe after one of our breaks. Yeah, Pierre had a great question about heavy-duty truck towing that ah, I, wa I want to get to. And I have a question about light-duty truck towing that's going to follow that. So okay. I'm giving you a warning now okay. that later on in this broadcast, I will indeed be asking you a question that you're not quite ready for. All right, sweet. So, yeah, so this is what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Will everybody from now on in the mid-size truck segment in the U.S. will have to at least match or beat the Colorado? And I think the answer is yes. But, you know, I came away fairly impressed. Fairly impressed. Now, I've seen Andre come back from events really excited where he couldn't quite even stand in his own shoes without losing one. And I've seen him come back from events where he's been pretty mellow and not happy. This is definitely an in-between Andre. <laughs> By the way, he just got off a plane from the event just now and came straight to work. Yeah. So he's dedicated. Um, okay, first of all, let's talk about the location of the event and the vehicles that were there. Chevrolet put on this event several waves, I believe. Yes. And they managed to do it during the Super Bowl, which... And Valentine's Day. And, well, leading up to Valentine's Day, yeah. which is today when you see this which is not good time management sorry but even if you're not a football fan super bowl sunday is super important to a lot of people because they want good food and booze and even if they don't like rihanna i'm not a big fan mm. but even if they don't they could still watch what i thought was a pretty entertaining game so chevrolet if you're listening bad timing on your behalf for doing this show and kudos to you and Case yes. for sticking it out and going there despite the fact a big game happened. Yeah, our man Case was with me on this event and right. he was a huge part of it, of course, because it's often really hard for us to film by our, ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, so having a pair, you know, a team of two people is very helpful. And so here's, so this program was one of those where you arrive the first day and mm -hmm. there's a couple of hours of time where you can drive things. Okay, cool. And, and we always try to be on first wave because, oh. you know, we want to be the, you know, this is news, right? So we want to be first. Well, not only that, but we want to be able to edit our videos and get them all ready to go and make them as nice as possible by the time the embargo drops. Yes. Uh, so we did that. So that means flying on Super Bowl Sunday, which is okay. I'm, I'm not bummed by that because actually on the plane, I was able to watch most of the game. Yeah, so it's, it's not the same as no, being in a no, bar. No, I would rather be with my friends or family and family, yeah, right? Hooters, um, Twin Peaks. Well, let's not mention that, those. I did, but um, that's okay. But, but, but there's a point here, which is that you did have to go out on Super Bowl Sunday and you blew that day in order to get out to this event. But it was much worse than that. Uh-oh. Because the plane we were on, uh, Case and I, out of Denver, mm -hmm. had a malfunction, had a mechanical problem. Oh, no. And it wouldn't take on fuel when they were fuel filling it up at the, t at the gate. Wow. So we had no fuel to fly to San Diego. <laughs> so then they're like, well, sorry. It took them 45 minutes to figure out the problem. Mm -hmm. Then they said, sorry. And they said, um, <laughs> uh, change planes. Uh -huh. So we were two and a half hours late, which put us into basically after dark. So right. we arrived in San Diego at the location after dark. We weren't able to drive or because tow. You, because you were so late. And I already started on the wrong foot. Okay. You know, but it got way better because we went to this little dinner event that Chevrolet prepared. Mm -hmm. And there was a, uh, 
engine there, you know, cutaway of the engine, which is a 2.7 liter turbocharged four cylinder right. that's in the new truck. And one of the chief engineers, Kevin, uh, who's in charge of the engine and powertrain uh, for this truck. And they had a full, you know, bench like this mm -hmm. with a f uh, engine torn down, a different engine torn down that they torture tested because they wanted to show everybody the internals of this engine. I got you. Okay. This was amazing because I've never seen, well, I've seen a turned down engine. Uh, I went to the factory, um, the Titan V8. Oh, where I they make that, the Titan yeah. V8, and we saw the internals there. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's kind of rare to see engines being tortured by the people who make them. Yeah, and the scorch marks. And, and the, the scorch stuff. marks, yeah. or the lack thereof. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that was my day when, you know, from bad to really, really great. Awesome. Okay. So let's discuss the truck before we get into what yeah. your driving experience is. Chevy Colorado has been around for a while. This is technically the third generation of the Colorado, although this is not the third generation of small Chevrolet trucks. That goes back much, much further. The overall design of the truck is built to compete directly with Toyota and their Tacoma. I would say that's the immediate threat. And then the, the threat next to Tacoma is the Ford Ranger. And I think that they went with that in mind, considering the fact that all powertrains are turbocharged. All powertrains are four-cylinder. So there's no more diesel. There's no more V6. There's no more naturally aspirated four-cylinder. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go on and talk a little bit more about what this truck is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, General Motors introduced the 2.7-liter turbo several years back. Correct. In fact, I met Kevin, the engineer, about four to five years ago when they were introducing the 2.7-liter into the Silverado trucks and the right. Sierra trucks. So they already have a lot of knowledge he was, you know, kind of relaying to me from because they sold, gosh, I don't want to get this number right, wrong. Um, I think several, two, like 200,000 of these engines are already in the wow. field. Really? Over the last four to five years. That's more than I thought it so, would be. So, yeah, that's a huge numbers. So they already have a lot of, you know, information from customers driving this engine. And they've, they've improved it. I bet you a lot of those are fleet trucks too i wouldn't be surprised because it's kind of their starter motor exactly and, and it's an efficient engine yeah right. and remember we drove this we did we did that a couple times uh yeah a couple times here in colorado in the silverado mm -hmm. i mean here we're based in colorado we drove the silverado gosh i'm a little tired you you are indeed no 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 that's why i'm here to help you my friend so <laughs> So there's, there's this one new engine that was introduced, but it's recently been significantly redone. And in doing so, Chevrolet's managed to produce three different powertrains out of this one engine, essentially, to put in various types of trucks. So you have your base engine, which is, of course, in their work truck. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, and I got to drive the work truck, which was really Which is really cool because it's my favorite one. Well, yeah, because, you know, you guys always tell us, oh, you drive the most expensive stuff and we can never afford any of this. I agree with you. Uh, but we we also, and I made sure I drove at least twice. I think it's a great looking truck with those steel wheels. Right? I really like it. And, you know, it's, it, okay, so now I have to ask. This is a 4x4, four four, yep. right? Yep. And it has the turbocharged four-cylinder engine. There's a lot of standard features, by the way, which we'll cover in a second. But how much is that 4x4? Four as it sits. So let me let's rewind just one step. Yeah. So the truck pricing starts at just over thirty thousand dollars, including destination. Right. So they say it's under thirty thousand, but 
they always they never include destination charges. Of course not. Of course so, not. So uh, once you add that, you know you're at thirty thousand five hundred or so. Then the four wheel drive system costs about three grand. So now okay. you're at 33 ish, right? Over 33. So this truck had a couple more options. Um, mm-hmm. It had, you know, the fancy tailgate with a little cubby storage thing okay. in the tailgate. It had, what else did it have? Um, it didn't have a towing package, but the price on this one was pushing a little bit closer to like 36 or 37 grand. Mm. But it has four wheel drive, crew cab. Uh, oh, and the interior. Let me show you. Now, this is really cool. Check out the interior. I don't know if you guys can see this. There are a couple things that I wanted you to take note of. First of all, standard screen size, 11.3 inches. Right, in the center. And also a digital display in the gauge cluster as well. Standard. Yes. Standard. This so, is a work truck. Yeah, so your basic truck's going to have a really good size screen and a really good size uh, IP. Uh, but as you mentioned, you drove this thing, so you got, you know, there's a lot of uh, hard plastics in there and yeah, a lot of gray. Yeah, a lot of gray. So you kind of have to look past that mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, but what I was pleased by, uh, this is a 4x4 once again, I was pleased to find out that it had wireless CarPlay and Android Auto. Oh, that's standard, so isn't no, it? No wires. Right. I, I didn't have to fumble with wires and do all this stuff. Um, and it has, so the basic four-wheel drive system, of course, two high, four high, and then four auto, mm-hmm. which is a really useful feature because, you know, in mixed conditions, when it dry sometimes, and turns into snow or you know slush. rain or slush. Sometimes the all-wheel drive system is the best because it kind of works on its own, right? Yeah, so that's like your automatic all-wheel drive. So that's as close as you're going to get to an all-wheel drive vehicle. But it's usually a premium feature. Yes, you I know, agree. it's usually a feature that you can get in the highest trim levels. Right. But now it's available here in the work truck as well. That is really cool. Now the interior itself, um, I've heard from other people. I overheard uh, one of the other people who we compete with, mm-hmm. say that the seats were more comfortable than they were last time. So what do you think about the seats? Yeah, actually, I was across the board. They have several different materials, right? Basic cloth. They have something called Ecotex or some sort of a synthetic material. Fake leather. You know. uh, yeah, so they have a couple different, at least a couple of different materials for their seats. And I was always comfy. I mean, I put... Gosh, I think uh, I had three hours behind the wheel hmm, overall, okay. um, you know, an hour and a half out. And then we did a little bit of off-roading that we'll talk about next. Yeah. And then, uh, what, almost an hour and a half back. Actually, more than that. So almost four hours. And my butt never got tired. You know, it was pretty comfy. Okay. Well, that, so, that's a ringing endorsement right there. Okay. So now we've looked at the basic vehicle. This is as basic as you can get pretty much. Between say thirty three and thirty six thousand dollars, depending on how you equip it, but that is a relatively inexpensive pickup truck for a four by four, and you get the quad, the the, the large cab standard too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, four doors, crew, yeah. crew cab. Yeah, no matter what, you get the same cab, and also eight speed automatic transmission, right? Yep, across the board, um, and this is quite interesting. Before we move on to some other upper trim levels, uh-huh. um, uh, like you said, three power levels. And two different transmissions. They're both eight speeds, oh. but they're rated a little differently, right? So the base truck has 237 horsepower and about 260 pound-feet of torque, and a slightly derated transmission to match up to it. Okay. Right. And uh, and I asked why, and they said really value, right? They were trying to offer some entry-level truck, which they did, right, um, and value-based. 
and then if you step up to the mid-grade, uh, for example, in the Trail Boss or the Z71 Colorado, uh, the mid-grade engine is called Turbo Plus. I don't know, mm. That's the marketing name. Okay, yeah. Uh, and the Turbo Plus has 310 horsepower and 391 pound-feet of torque. And then the uprated transmission, so the eight-speed with more torque uh, capability. You know, that's a lot of torque. So, and you might say, oh, the eight-speed has a bad reputation, right? Well, yeah, actually, I would say Well, that. yes, and we've talked about this in the past. But uh, I asked some of the engineers on, on their team, and they said this is the kind of the second iteration of that transmission. So really, I mean, I think we have to live with this truck for an extended time. And in fact, I'm buying one. That's right. For those of you who don't know, yes. Andre is going to be buying a trail bus version of this truck. Now, he did drive a trail bus. And actually, that probably leads us to the 4x4. They had a little off-road course, one that you said wasn't really that challenging. No, um, and it was kind of a... Not really a course prepared by Chevrolet, but a trail that they have, you know, got access to. Looks like it, it worked on some articulation and some uh, breakover angle, maybe a little bit of approach angle stuff too. Yes. Um, and the, what I'm showing, if you're watching us on TFL Talk, thank you. Um, and if you're just listening to us, basically uh, we're showing a trail bus articulating over this washout area. Yeah. Washed out. Um, and then I can show you another clip uh, from a different angle which I think is very telling because I could see the G80 in action, my friend. That's right. So standard, is it standard across the board, the G80? Well, when you get the four-wheel drive, I believe yeah. it just comes with it. Okay, which would make sense. Uh, or maybe, you know, I, don't quote me on this. Maybe it's just a Z71 thing and the okay. trail boss thing. All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out later on on that. But the point is, is that the G80... We've dealt with this rear end before. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's been there for decades, really. It's, it's a mechanical locker. It's actually very simple in respect to how it works. You don't need to tell it anything. It does it on its own. But it bases its locking capability on wheel spin. So it's supposed to be a, just a little bit of a spin. We'll get the other side to lock in, and suddenly both wheels are turning at the same rate, providing power to the ground. Yes, and it has the mecha internal mechanical right. um, gearing that kind of does that. And so it's not, it it's not a button. So there's no. no button to push. No, and there's no electronics or anything else either. It just yeah. does its own So thing. watch this. I, I just wanted to show you this clip. Okay. So it's articulating. This is the Z71. So the wheel's look, off the ground, spinning, 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 then it moves. Almost three rotations of the uh, spinning wheel. This is something we've complained about in the past, which is, especially on like ice and when you're off-roading on very slippery surfaces, having to spin that much can create a problem. However, it's not always like that. And there's probably, I would say, a little bit of an inconsistency with the G80 in that respect. Yeah, but watch the next truck. So we're watching several trucks cross the same washed-out area. And this truck... That was a quarter turn, and yeah. then it locked in, which is what they normally say. So why did it do that? So partially, it's also the driving modes. Ah. And I think this kind of has... So new trucks are, being, are, are more advanced than ever, mm -hmm. right? And, of course, the new Colorado has normal mode, everyday driving, it has tow haul mode for towing. Of course, that's obvious. And it also has off-road and terrain modes. And this is very similar to how it's set up on the Silverado trucks now. Off-road mode allows the driver a little bit more freedom. Right. You know, the traction control is a little bit more relaxed. You can get some wheel spin if you're in sand mm -hmm. or some other conditions. And then terrain mode is like one pedal driving. So uh, if you let go of the throttle pedal, uh, the, you know, the computer will start to slow you down. 
and actually will bring you to a stop, in fact. That actually can be valuable off-road. I like it on-road. It's kind of fun, especially with electric cars. But uh, that's kind of what they're simulating. And this is not an electric truck by no. any means. It has no electrification to speak of. Yeah, it's not a hybrid. A- and we asked, somebody asked about, oh, what about hybrids? And they said no comment because it's a future question, right? right of course. So, uh, but with terrain mode, I think it's a little bit more capable and the computer can kind of control it a little bit better mm-hmm. and make it for a little smoother driving experience off-road. Well, it looks like it has pretty good articulation. It looks like all the angles are pretty well handled. The approach angle actually looks okay. I did notice that some of these vehicles are running around on, what, 20-inch, 22-inch wheels? <laughs> 20s. Uh, the Z71 uh, can be had with a 20-inch wheel and kind of a low-profile tire, which is not great. Uh, and uh, I asked kind of why. You know, what is, the, what is the thinking behind the Z71? Right. And I was told by the Chevrolet team that, uh, it's first of all, it's its own trim. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more premium, so it's above where the trail boss is, and then it's also a cross between off-road capability and street style. God, and I'm, I'm not uh, sure why, but that's what it is. Okay, all right. I'm I'm not going to question them, but I will say this: that if you're into street style, those big wheels might work for you. I would much rather have 18 or 17-inch wheels with some really meaty tires. And I believe those are available, or at least the 18s are, right? Yeah, and that's, I think, a really awesome thing that GM is doing uh, because they have different tire options from the factory and different wheel options. And by the way, the the hub, the six-lug hub, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same as a Silverado. That would make sense. So if you have accessory wheel from one, you could switch it up, you know, to the other and have a lot of options on tires. That would make a lot of sense. And speaking of sense, we have to pay the bills. So we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we have returned. So continue, if you will, on this, because we are now at a point where you've gone off-road. Have you towed yet? No. And uh, I'm sorry to say, Nathan, I did not tow with this truck. Bummer, bruh. I I was, you know me, I was, you know, by the way, you know who else was there? Mm. Stephen and Howard 
Elmar. Truck from King. Truck King. I love those guys. Steven yep. is my brother from another mother. Even though some of you guys thought he was my son, which really sucks because <laughs> I'm not that old. But um, yeah, Steven's a great guy. We loved having him here at TFL, even though it was for a limited amount of time. And Truck King is a hell of a good channel. So they came out and they did their proper thing. So at least some there's some proper media there too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like we said, like four or five waves of journalists. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Howard, Steven, and I... Uh, so what I found out, remember I said we were late coming in the first yes. day and there was some towing opportunities that I missed. Right. So I was really bummed. I thought, you know, Howard went towing, the other people went towing already and I haven't towed yet. And right. I, I was trying to get back to the hotel area where the trailers were mm -hmm. as quickly as I could after the off-road sections. And all of a sudden I find out nobody towed the day before because the trailer wiring wasn't working on the, on, with the truck. That's, so, that was the explanation we were given. Well, these are all pre-production trucks, so it's safe to say and, that there might be a glitch. Or maybe it was a trailer's fault, mm. which is very possible as yeah, well. Yeah, I'd say it could be. Uh, and, you know, I don't have all the details because the logistics team was working on this. So they did have a trailer there? Yeah. What was it? I, uh, I, I later found this out. It was an Opus. The reason why I'm a little disappointed, not because Opus is a bad trailer, but cool. because it's a little bit lightweight. Yeah, that's going to be well under. So what's the maximum towing capability of the Chevy Colorado now? 7,700 pounds, which is class leading. Yes. So the Ranger is rated at 7,500 pounds. The Gladiator is rated at about 7,650-ish. Mm -hmm. So really, the new Colorado is the benchmark for mid-size towing. So it is the big hit on the block for that. However, it looks like this trailer is less than half that weight. Uh, could be. And, you know... Um, they could have, I think they loaded it up with firewood, coolers, surfboard, fuel, propane, a lot of stuff. So I think they were trying to make it as heavy as possible, but still it's a pop-up trailer, which is a low-profile trailer. Yeah. Which, I, you know, even if we did tow it, I don't think it would have taxed the Colorado truck very much. No, it doesn't really look like it's that heavy. To be honest with you, I would say that that thing is in the 2,000-pound range, like 2,400 pounds, 2,500 pounds. Before you it's slap a single axle. It. It's a single, single axle. Single axle. Yeah. So yeah, that probably wouldn't have been very challenging for you. So. So anyway, so we were bummed, uh, but it was, I mean, it was a little bit of competition because we're all competing. Of right? course we are. You know, because you know, Stephen and Howard are, are are working hard to get the best videos possible. Right. We're working hard to get the best videos. Precisely. Possible. So we're almost, I mean, legally, but we're driving side by side on a highway to get back. Like a race. <laughs> you know, who's going to get back to the hotel first? Who is going to get the trailer first? Who is going to get go out there and try to tow for the first time? And why, why it's still not working. So despite the fact you had the trailer there, we, we didn't tow because it. of the wiring issues, you weren't able to tow it. Yes. So the only, you know, light here is that I did order my truck. Mm -hmm. I was told by the dealership that it's built. Uh, and hopefully it will be delivered within a few weeks. Right? Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I hope fewer than a few weeks, maybe a couple of weeks. Well, these things technically aren't out in dealerships yet. No, but I know uh, they have a vent. My truck is built. Okay. So it's cool. Okay. Uh, when it arrives here, I'm, well, I'm going to try to break it in. Of course you are. Pro properly. And then we're going to be iking it, and we're really going to be pushing it to its limits. Which will be outstanding. Now, you got the trail boss, yes. correct? All right. 
So does the trail boss, because of its suspension and all that, does the number drop off with towing? No. Uh, the only number, so there's two lower numbers. Mm -hmm. If you get the big boy, the king of the hill, ZR2, which, by the way, we did not get to drive. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Uh, during this uh, event. That event comes later. All right. Um, so, sorry, if you're waiting to hear about the ZR2. No bueno. Uh, not on this one. Uh, this one is ready to tow 6,000 pounds. And I think it has to do partially with the grill area and the cooling. Because they also have the winch-ready bumpers, you know, and all this stuff. All that extra weight. And also the different suspension, right? Yeah. It's got DSSV, so uh, that towing is lower, 6,000 pounds. And also on the work truck, it, that's in the basic form, can only tow 3,500 pounds. Really? Okay. Which now, is about as a compact truck. It's about the same as a Santa Cruz or a Maverick. A base model Santa Cruz is 3,500 pounds. A base model Maverick is 2,000 pounds. So it's in that same realm. Know, ether. And if, if you're upset by this, you're like, wait a minute, but I tow for my job, right? Well, then you get well, the get, tier one. Well, but you can still get the work truck version with an operated engine. Ah. You'll have to pay $1,800. $1,800? Yeah, for an operated engine. And if you're so, wondering, is it just software? No. As I found out in my deep dive into the hardware of this engine, it's, it's, it's actually diff slightly different. The turbocharger is the same, but some of the cooling components like the oil passages are a little bit different hmm. um, as far as like the jets and some of the insulation is different you know in, engines have like soundproofing sound insulation right, right. so those engines are different and because of this it cannot be tuned for that higher power it, just directly in the work truck i got you okay so now you've looked at the work truck and by the way that's the one that i would probably buy Okay. Um, you like you like you like like the look of it. You I like, like the look of it yeah. quite a bit. I really think it's a really attractive truck, and I hope that when Tacoma finally comes out, what next year or the year after, it'll be better looking because that'll force them to go up against each other head to head. Here's an interesting picture, though. A lot of people I noticed, and so did you, found that uh, these vehicles are look similar, and I. Totally am against that. It's like, no, 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 no. They, they don't look anything alike. However, this picture that Andre's providing, and if you can't see it, what he has is uh, the nose of the new um, Colorado next to the Tacoma. You can see some similarities with the headlight design. But in terms of the grill, the front end styling, all that, completely different. Yeah, and I mean... I, I know Chevrolet had, you know, many, many iterations on style, right? Sure. Uh, and they take it very seriously. This truck is only fully redesigned, what, every seven years, every mm -hmm. eight years? So it's a big deal. Uh, but if you're going to have a resemblance, maybe in the way, like, kind of the headlights are positioned. That's basically it. I mean, get from the best. I mean, Tacoma is the best seller. So. Uh, but you mentioned you... the keyword headlights. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So unless you get the top-end models, you're stuck with regular incandescent lights, right? Yeah, and I, I wasn't able to drive at night, so I cannot tell you at this moment mm -hmm. exactly you know, what the lights, uh, how, how good or bad they are. But just, just from experience, you know, we have the Ram 1500 Classic work truck. We've had some other vehicles like our Ram Cummins as yeah. well uh, with regular incandescent bulbs, and those are not good enough headlights they're so, really not i really wish chevrolet uh gave like the trail boss or the L or or the wt truck 
an option to upgrade to different lights. And right now, at least now, it's not available. Yeah, okay. It's kind of a bummer. It is kind of a bummer. All right, let's move on. Um, we, we, we might as well go up to the next level in terms of truck, which would be the, um, was it the LT1? The Well, the Z71. The Z71 um, and the LT1. So Jeez, we, Nathan. Well, it would be nice if they put a V8. I know. I, 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 my head's not in the game. That's okay. <laughs> but um, so once you so, go up to the next level after the work truck, do you get the bigger engine, the plus? You can, yes, okay. for sure. Explain and it starts what that there. is. It starts there. Okay. So once again, it's called uh, Turbo Plus and 310 horsepower, like we just mentioned. And that's kind of their volume engine. And I test drove both of them, the work truck version of it and then the Turbo Plus version back-to-back. Uh, on this little um, area near the hotel. And I can tell you the difference is stark. I bet. Um, I, I wasn't able to do a safe zero to 60, so that's still to come. Um, I, don't, I wasn't able to do that. Uh, but just seat of the pants, the work truck version of the engine feels adequate. And then the operated one just feels fun. I mean, there's a big difference there. Well, what I mean, the, the well, what's the horsepower and torque on the on the plus? It's it's a seventy horsepower difference. That's huge. And the torque went two sixty to three ninety. A hundred and thirty pound feet of torque. That is significant. That's, now, on a truck that's that size, those numbers are suddenly best in class. Yes. Um, so the horsepower is tied with the Frontier uh-huh. three ten, but the torque, well, if you're not counting the V six diesel in the Gladiator. The uh, torque is way class leading yeah. as far as any gasoline engine um, in, this, in the segment. And we, we haven't even covered the one that's going to be in the ZR2, and that powertrain is going to be even more intense. Yeah, that's 430 pound-feet of torque, even, even greater. Yeah. So, so uh, by the way, to go from Turbo Plus to the high output, that's the top engine choice, that's what they call it, uh, it's a software change. So if, even if you didn't buy it at first, you can pay the dealership, and it's under warranty. You could pay them about what, I think it's three hundred fifty or four hundred dollars, and you can get that high output tune from the dealer. So is that you're gonna, you're going to do that? Yeah, I want to do this. I video. will freaking give you half that money to make that happen. Uh, well, I don't, you know, you, you got to make it happen immediately. You no, know, but I want to do this video with my truck. Uh, okay. You know, go out in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, to our area test area. Right. Do a zero to sixty. Drive to the dealership, get a flash tune, which is what this is, pay them the money, go back to the same area, and do a second zero to 60 and see if I notice a difference. That sounds like a fabulous idea. I think that would be really cool because I, I think a lot of you guys are wondering, this is, might be the wave of the future, that you pay extra to get a flash tune for your electric vehicle. But, but it's also, I, you know, if you're in the aftermarket, you'll be like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, General Motors and others are kind of cutting the little guys out, which kind of appears to be so. If it's that inexpensive to give your truck that much more power, I would be absolutely for it. And I wouldn't care about the little guy because at the end of the day, these are essentially economy trucks and you just don't you're not made of money. Right. So no, no. And but I think there's still room for the aftermarket in many ways. Right. right. You can get the intake systems, exhaust systems, mufflers. Different tires, different lights. Armor. I mean, armor, skid plates, like right. you said. Um, <coughs> if, if they're not offering really great headlights for, for the lower trims, maybe the aftermarket can step in. Right. And, and offer, you know, great light solutions uh, for the truck. Which I'm pretty sure they're going to do, by the way. Yeah. So going back to your question about whether or not these vehicles are 
state of the art, and then also more importantly, whether or not they actually establish a new hurdle for other vehicles to surmount. I'd say yes for one thing before we go continue further, and that is the fact that they have a powertrain that sounds like it is absolutely the best, regardless of what truck you get. I mean, even on the base model, it's still pretty good numbers. Yeah, 240 horsepower in the work midsize truck. That's great numbers, actually. It's better than V8s yeah. from only 20 years ago. Yeah, so so I would agree. I think powertrain is very strong. I think, of course, the jury is still out. You know, will it indeed be as durable as GM says it will be? So, of, of course, we'll have to wait and see. Yes, of course. Um, but it, it's a very high-tech engine. It has cylinder deactivation. It has, of course, turbocharging, low turbo lag. It has um, also uh, the coolant pump, the water pump in the engine uh -huh. is electrically driven. So there is no belt going to it. Oh, okay. So they can vary how quickly or not quickly the, uh, the, uh, the coolant is running through the system. So they can even cool it down fast or, you know, or save fuel. So th this is really great. That, sound, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you talk about your driving experience? How they do these vehicles drive? Seat of your pants. Yeah, so the Z71, let's go there because it's one of the more premium premium trucks. And the one you're looking here, uh, the blue truck, it was about 49 grand. Oof. So now we're talking some real cheddar yes. here. So, um, and, and the seats are nicer. They have red stitching. I don't have an image of this right now. I apologize, but uh, there's a video about this. Okay. Um, so nicer interior, uh, of course, sunroof available, heated and ventilated seats. And actually, we made kind of fun of these 20-inch wheels for being not so great off-road. Off They're good, uh, really great on-road, you know, okay. because the sidewall is not that great. Um, the turn-in is just wonderful. I mean, when you drive a truck, you usually don't talk about steering feel or, you know, how you know ultimately tossable it is and there is not a lot of steering wheel but it just felt sporty gotcha know, like a sporty little truck because it doesn't weigh much you know uh, a lot of these trucks we drove uh curb weight was around 4700 pounds which is similar to like a ranger basically yeah. so not not very heavy okay so you brought up the ranger i think that that one it's one of its direct competitors especially with the turbo is the ranger would you yeah. agree yeah absolutely and i think the ranger needs to step it up right? right the ranger the current powertrain in the ranger it's 270 horsepower mm -hmm. and 310 pound feet of torque gm just kind of leap really leapfrogged them big time in in torque and power and and in some respects maybe even acceleration we'll have to test and we'll have to test this but uh, I think on-road capability, the Z71 stood out as a really competent, very fun vehicle to drive. Um, of course, it's not a Camaro. You know, don't confuse it with a Camaro. No, but, um, and it's still able to do light off-roading. Yes, as we showed, right, as, as we showed in a couple of clips that we just talked about. So um, there was a little bit, if you, if, there's no sport mode. I found that strange, you know, because I would, I would think any new pickup truck should have some sort of a sporty mode which it kind of wakes up you know the throttle response yeah. and kind of wakes up some of the um some of the character of the truck and this one doesn't have it um so i don't know if it will be an issue for some people but then on road in the trail boss dude uh very quiet first of all very low wind noise you know, because I, I wasn't sure exactly how the cab is going to react 
very low noise. The mud terrain territory tires, uh, super quiet in this truck. By the way, all of them have carpeted wheel, wheel wall liners. You know, it, it makes the truck finished, but also I think it provides some insulation. You, wow. can, you, you can't see any daylight um, underneath the wheel wells, which is, they're all covered, dude. Uh, and it looks premium. Yeah. It looks really nice. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Um, okay, so now we're at the next level, which is you know a huge swath of trucks. They all share this uh, engine transmission combination. Yes. Um, can you talk about efficiency? Well, I, I didn't get a chance to actually really test it. Right. We right. were we've been <laughs> off roading. Uh, we've been driving in a spirited way above San, San Diego. So. Actually, let me look at this. Let me, since I have a computer in front of me, I want to see if the EPA has a rating for this yet. Um, but in theory, right, if the Silverado has the same engine and if that's, that's relatively efficient. Then this should be then better. It's, it should be better, right? It's lighter. Yeah, right? I would say probably, what, about uh, five, 600 pounds at least. Yeah, and a smaller front end, right? It's not as big. Right, so it as doesn't create as, as much drag when you're driving it. So I, I don't have a great answer for you on efficiency. I did not, didn't have a chance to do a to, um, any efficiency testing. Yeah. Um, but let me know. It's not ready yet, dude. Okay. All right. Well, we'll find that out when Andre's truck arrives here in yeah, Colorado. Yeah, you'll, you'll be sure. Yeah. Probably in the next couple of weeks, I would imagine. I really hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too, I, for you. you. You've been very patient. I, I, yeah, I've been waiting. Uh, by the way, um, if you're also waiting for the next vehicle, check out tflbids.com uh, because we have actually a Colorado ZR2 uh, for sale this week. Yeah, the white one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell you what, we, we still haven't answered uh, our Patreon. And what I'd like to do is after this upcoming break, maybe we go answer yeah, this question and then we'll wrap up your, uh, your trip with the Chevy Colorado. Sound good to you guys? Awesome. All right. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we are back. All right. So now we have a Patreon question. Yes. So this is from Pierre. So Pierre is a recent supporter of ours. Um, so here's what Pierre says. Uh, I'm in the South Texas area in San Antonio. I tried to get my hands on a very first. Sorry. I tried to get my hands on the very first of all the fun toys. So he's kind of like us. Yeah. He's looking at new vehicles and he all this stuff. He likes to play. Um, please let me know. If I can never be of any assistance. Well, thank you, Pierre. Thanks, man. Um, have you done any videos on the 2023 Super Duty Towing Guide? Well, so um, we, we've done several videos, debut videos. We did some already podcasts yep. with an engineer and um, some of the Ford team. But we by Towing Guide, so let me just pull it up. It's kind of a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a boring video if you're just only looking at the spreadsheet. But here's Pierre's question. Did you see that some of the models have 30,000 pound conventional towing? 
No, I did not see that, and I think that's maybe a little bit too high. You think that's an error? Okay. Yeah, I think that's an error because I think they raised their towing numbers to about twenty three or twenty four thousand pounds. Of course, it's a big game and heavy duty business mm -hmm. uh, because uh, those big marquee numbers matter a lot to them. They do indeed. You know? So. Uh, I did not see this, Pierre, and I think that 30,000 conventional is not the right number. And then he also says, um, it's important that your hitch is rated for that weight. Absolutely, dude. Without a doubt. Because a lot of people don't even know what their hitch is rated at. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting the hitch in the bumper, you know, in the standard receiver down there below the bumper, you know, sometimes the ball will actually have uh, imprinted in it its rating. Um, so it's very important. We use Gen Y hitches. Yes, we do. GenYHitch.com, and they mark every hitch with the rating, period, which is which is awesome. Um, so that's really important. And then he says, "How come the biggest tow numbers are not related to the high output diesel in the F450, F350, but also their standard 6.7?" So uh. this is. So here's here's where this is coming from. Okay. Uh, because you know they remember they said forty thousand pounds. Yes, is the maximum towing rating, mm -hmm. but this is a two-wheel drive, two-door truck. Obviously, it's a dually, uh, but also in that towing guide or the owner's manual, it says you have to remove a spare tire to get to that ultimate rating. I mean, we're talking about pounds, inches. Like, like you, you have to skip breakfast. In order to tow something like yeah, this. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so those those highest numbers are very rare. So that in, if you want to tow 40,000 pounds, you should probably get a medium-duty semi-truck, really. At that point. Um, especially because you want to have something that will easily pull it as opposed to something that's being challenged to and, pull it. And also, it's not just pulling, but also stopping and yeah, controlling and it. And controlling right? it, right. So you want a heavy truck to be able to haul something heavy rather right. than a truck that doesn't weigh very much. Um, so, and that's where that comes in the high output versus not high output, right? Mm -hmm. Because if it's a high output engine, you know, it has additional cooling, um, uh, and it's actually, the engine is heavier. Right. So you're taking away from your payload and towing capability. Because you have a he heavier engine with more which, components. Which is ridiculous to think about, but. That's it's, the truth it, Yeah. So, so we will do more because 2023 Super Duties are not on the road yet. Right. So as soon as they are, as soon as we drive them, you can be sure we'll do another episode like this mm -hmm. dedicated to the Super Duty. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, hopefully we'll drive it too. Now, are my you, question. Are you going to surprise me now? A little surprise, not okay. a big surprise. Um, you were mentioning Gen Y hitches, uh, which we use. And what else do you usually put onto a trailer to maintain good control and, and a level you know, body, so to speak? Well, if I was Ken Sundling, Mr. Truck... I would say probably a weight distribution attachment. Right, and you use them too from time to time. Yes, and we use them a lot on the AI Gauntlet, our toughest towing test. Right, essentially what that's doing is it's sort of redistributing the weight of the trailer to a certain degree throughout the truck. It helps you level everything off, especially if you have a really heavy tongue. And having a level trailer is not only safe, but it's also more efficient and easier to control. Okay, here's my question. Yes? I have heard from many people that non-frame-based trucks, mm -hmm. vehicles like, oh, I don't know, mine, which is the Hyundai Santa Cruz or the Honda Ridgeline, 
or the Ford Maverick, none of which have a proper frame, although there is a bit of a subframe that they that some of them have. Right. But nonetheless, I heard that having the weight distributing hitch is actually bad for those vehicles. Have you heard this? Yes, I have. What um, are your thoughts? Um, so my thoughts have to do with not so much like the Ridgeline or, um, you know, the Santa Cruz, but mm. but some of the SUVs, because a lot of the SUVs in the midsize segment, like, uh, gosh, the Explorer, you know, some others, like the... Uh, Pilot, maybe? Like the Land Rover, Land Rover Defender, mm-hmm. which is rated a little bit above where the Explorer is. Yeah, that's, that's um, actually, I think... A VW Touareg. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about several years ago. Okay. Uh, what I did hear about this is that the unibody can be a little bit tweaked because you're just redistributing weight in a way that maybe um, kind of almost like twisting or bending the actual structure of the vehicle. Because you don't have a frame to shoot right. that power through or right. the energy through. Yes. Okay. So in other words, would you or would you not recommend a weight distributing hitch for people who have unibody pickups or unibody SUVs? I, so here's my bottom line on okay. this. Uh, my bottom line, so for for example, your truck, the Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. your rating is up to about 3,500 pounds. That's right. I have the, the smaller engine or the least powerful engine. Well, that's okay. Um, and you would only, because weight distribution hitches are good at distributing weight, and a lot of them also help with sway, mm-hmm. which is a kind of a physical way of fixing sway. Sure. Uh, because they have those uh, trinian arms, that you know attached to the trailer and actually sometimes actually help physically preventing the sway of the trailer but you're not towing heavy enough i think uh, i think it only matters when you're having a really long camping trailer that has a lot of side wind potential right uh, like towing a sail mm-hmm. um, and i think weight distribution edges are only really really important above five thousand pounds not there below okay. not below if you're really parent i mean I don't think you should be paranoid. Uh, I'm just talking, you know, in general. Um, when towing, you know, 3,000 pounds or 2,000 pounds with any vehicle, because it's just the weight is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's my take on it. Okay. So that was that was my surprise question to you. Well, thank I wanted you. to keep you on your toes. Thank for you that. for surprising me at the end of the day. Here. Yeah, that's yeah. Both of us. By the way, you guys, I, I haven't been winking at you. I had an eyelash in my eye that I think I finally. Removed, and I hate it. You hate when you get an eyelash. Yes. Eye? Yeah. So if you if you were wondering, okay, yes, I was winking at all of you. Anyway, well, it's Valentine's Day. It well, it, it is when we recorded this, but, but by the not, time, not, not when, when you guys listening. see it. And yeah. um, did you get anything for your wife? Yeah, I did. All right, good man. Well, well, flowers. I mean, there's not like a big gift. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's right. Uh. Candy. She doesn't listen to these shows anyway. I <laughs> know mine doesn't either. They, um, they don't know what we do for a living. You just play with cars. No, no but yeah, actually, I, I went a little extra step. You know, I, I stopped at the store on the way back to the office mm-hmm. after getting in today, and I did get some dinner items and I did ah. get some flowers. So, so I'm I'm kind of prote- you're all set. I'm protecting myself against. Dude, I got a box of candy. I'm screwed. Actually, candy is great. Yeah, just fortunately, our wives don't talk. That's that's, that's a positive. Not much, at least. No, well, no. Yeah. thank goodness, uh, or else they would find out how lame I am as I, a husband. Well, they know each other on Facebook. I yeah. Think, oh shoot. No, they're not going to post. She won't. No, no. Okay, we're sorry. We're freaking out for no reason. Anyway, have a wonderful week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. 
And remember to go to alltfl.com to get all of the stuff that we've recorded. Plus, check out Andre's videos. He got some great stuff, probably the best stuff out there, because as far as I'm concerned, and I love the guys from Truck King, but Andre is Truck King. Well, you're... Thank you, Nathan. Yeah. And by the way, uh, when, of course, my Colorado arrives, um, you know, we'll do a lot more with this, like you oh, said. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, some of you already asked me, like, am I going to modify my truck? Well, I'm going to leave it stock for quite some time because uh, when the next Tacoma and the Ranger come and maybe a, a, some other trucks. Then you want to have, yeah. I, I want a factory truck. I don't want to have a modified truck. But... I am curious about a lot of the accessories that Chevrolet is providing themselves yes. because they're warrantied and tested. And I'm not talking about 22s. Don't worry. I'm not going to throw yeah, 22s in my truck because they're not just not what I need. Well, they're crap off-road. But, but, but they're also expensive. I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, but what I do want is skid plates. And I heard, and I think you might hear this here first, you can remove the chin on my truck. You know, it does have a chin. Mm -hmm. And you can slap on. A zero to skid plate. That's really cool. On my more affordable trail boss. I see what you're saying. So I think I want to do that. That makes sense considering how much, how often we go off road. But can I say something? Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, you know my Santa Cruz. Yes. It came with a skid plate. Uh, Standard baby. Yeah, they put it aluminum. aluminum Actually, skid that's plate. that is my beef with this new Colorado. I crawled underneath it. Uh -huh. And there wasn't an, a lot of protection on the trail bus or the Z71. That's if you right. want protection underneath, ZR2 is kind of where you need to go. Yeah, but ZR2 but it's is the not most expensive. Exactly what I was going to say. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, well, uh, we'll keep that in mind. So a lot more to come with the Chevy Colorado. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, if Chevy, if you're listening, we love you. Please send us the work truck version of it, because in five years I might buy one. Yeah, Nathan, yeah. Nathan wants to get behind the wheel, feel you know, test it and feel it out. Plus, a lot of you guys are pretty curious out there. Hey, can I buy a truck that's decently equipped for under forty thousand dollars? And we would love to answer that with a resounding yes. And frankly speaking, nowadays it's rarely yes. Yeah, and this will be a great choice. But we need more time. Like yes. I said, more seat time. More seat time. More okay. Seat time. Enough of that, guys. Have a great week. We will see you next time. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.